Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the kind parenting company, wife, proud mom of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode 37 of the podcast. Today's episode is a solo episode, and I'm going to share with you 10 ways that you can lift the mood. Now, the expression lift the mood comes about because in our household, if one of us is feeling a little low, a little grumpy, or we're a bit bored, I'll often say to the boys, all right, we need to lift the mood and we'll do this silly move where I bend down to the floor and I lift my arms up like I'm praising whatever it is you might be praising. And I raise my arms above my head and I say, let's lift the mood. And it's just like a silly thing that we started doing. And it's really, really effective at snapping, I guess, not just the boys, but also myself out of, you know, when you're in a bit of a funk and you just can't quite gather your thoughts or you're just not feeling good. If you do something silly, it changes your state. So I wanted to share with you 10 ways that you can lift the mood and improve your day. And like I always say, if you can improve your day, even if you can improve a couple of hours in your day or even just a couple of moments to begin with and eventually improve your whole day, our lives are just the sum of our days. So improving your day improves your whole life, your whole trajectory. It can change so many things. So 10 ways to lift the mood. Now, the first one that I want to address straight away, and this point I've already actually referenced in this intro, is to change your state. So that is number one. And changing your state actually relates to so many of these points. I really could just do this podcast and say, okay, lift the mood, change your state and leave it there. But I wanted to add I guess a bit more content to it and give you something to listen to and some more food for thought. But basically changing your state really comes down to changing what you're physically doing or even what you're mentally doing in order to propel yourself out of the funk that you're in. Now, it can be applied to a couple of different, um, I guess, ways to do that, but some simple ways to change your state could be moving yourself physically. So if you're getting frustrated and you're working in the office, say for example, or um, your toddler's having a meltdown in the kitchen, just moving where you physically are could make a big difference. So going upstairs, going to the playroom, going outside. If you're at work and you have the opportunity to stand up and go and get yourself a tea or a coffee, go to the kitchenette, 
walk outside, get something from your car. Change your physical state can really help you change your mental state. Just being in motion can be really, really powerful. For me, one way that I like to change my state is by having a shower or a bath, particularly at the end of the day, if I'm feeling like, oh, it's been a really big day of mumming. It's been a really long, nearly six years of mumming. And I'm feeling a bit out of touch with my feminine side. Having a bath or a shower is a really great way for me to change my state and reset. There's just something calming about the water for me. And it gives me a chance to just be with my thoughts or I might even listen to a podcast, which will help as well. And then once I'm out, my core temperature changes as well. And, you know, I'll pop on some nice moisturizer and I'll change my clothes. Changing your clothes is another way to change your state as well. At times, there are so many different ways to change your state. And I will refer to that in a couple of the other dot points as well. Now, tip number two is to spend some time with some animals. If you have animals available to you, if you have a family pet, amazing. Take them for a walk, give them a pat, give them a cuddle, play with them, engage with them, just watch them. They are so appreciative of interactions. Well, most pets are, (laughs) some aren't, I guess. Um, I can definitely think of some family pets I've had growing up that weren't that fond of interaction. But if you have a dog or a cat or whatever it is, a hermit crab, whatever you have that you can engage with, it's a really great way to pull yourself out of your own mind and just be present with your pet. I will never, ever forget reading an article about Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, and this was years and years ago, and he was talking to the journalist about when he was depressed, and he was saying he was so depressed, and he was walking through, and I'm paraphrasing because this is just from memory, but something along the lines of he was walking through, I think, New York City, and he was feeling really depressed and low, and he just thought that his dog would also be feeling like really down and low because he was feeling as though there's no point. He's feeling worthless. And he looked at his dog on the end of the leash and his dog almost looked like he was smiling and his dog was sniffing things and taking in the environment and just happy walking along. And he said it really, really helped him shift his perspective. And I know myself, even when I'm walking my dog Lou, I just... I don't know, I can't help but look at her taking everything in and it's so simple for her. You know, she's just happy to be outside. She's happy to be on the path, in the sunshine, smelling things. She goes at her own pace. She's very defiant. I don't know where she gets that from. Um, But, you know, I often think when I'm walking her and if I find myself having one of those moments where I start to tug on the leash. It's actually a surfboard leg rope that I walk her on, which if you follow on Instagram stories, you'll be like, oh yes, you've been walking Lou on a surfboard leg rope for nearly a year now, probably over a year. But you know, I might find myself pulling on that, like, come on Lou, let's go. And then I realize, oh, like it's not actually fair of me to tell her what her experience is of a walk. So she just makes me go a bit slower and take things in and be a bit more present Spending time with animals is just a really, really nice way to bring yourself out of your own, I guess, your own head. Now, if you don't have pets, you can always see if you can connect with a neighbor's pet. You know, there's always going to be someone in your community that has a dog that's not getting walked enough, and I'm sure that they would love help getting their dog out and about, or whether it's volunteering at an animal shelter or whatever it is, if you have friends or family who have a pet. 
Playing with a dog or cat can elevate levels of serotonin and dopamine, which really do calm and relax your whole system. It's interesting to note as well that pets have evolved to become acutely attuned to humans and our behavior and emotions. Dogs, for example, are able to understand many of the words that we use, which I'm sure you know to be true if you've ever had a pet dog, but they're even better at interpreting our tone of voice, our body language, and our gestures. And like any good human friend, a loyal dog will look into your eyes to gauge your emotional state and try to understand what you're thinking and feeling. I know when I fell pregnant with the boys, Lou really changed. She was so protective. She would always come over and sniff my belly and put her paw on my tummy and she shifted. And she used to be so friendly to other dogs. And the moment we had the boys, she became very territorial and they just know like animals know. And you know, the ups and the downs that I've had personally lately, she's just such a comfort and such a support. It's, it's really special if you can have an animal in your life if you're an animal person, obviously. Number three is to watch something funny to make yourself laugh. Laughter, you know, having a sense of humor and the ability to see the lighter side of situations are really important, free and easy to use tools that maintain and improve personal wellness. It can decrease stress and improve your overall outlook and perspective. An added bonus of laughter is that when it's heard by others, it also improves their moods as well. Now, this is something that I think is really important for us all to do is to make time each day to smile and laugh at whatever you find funny. We all have such different senses of humor. You know, some people find sitcoms like Friends or The Big Bang Theory hilarious and they can get a really good laugh from that. Whereas other people... That's just simply not their cup of tea and that's fine. And you might prefer laughing at funny memes that you find on the internet or a stand-up comedy show or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is as long as you know your sense of humor and you can allow yourself to really laugh. For example, the other night I came across the funniest, in my opinion, Instagram account and my girlfriend Kelly and I were just going backwards and forth with sharing different posts from this account And we had tears. We were voice messaging each other, just laughing our heads off. And we just said at the end of it, like after half an hour going back and forth, like far out, that was so funny. And, you know, I could easily send those memes to someone else and they wouldn't find them funny. And that's okay. As long as you know what you find funny and you can tune into it when needed, it's a really great way to lift the mood. Number four is to journal. So I'm hot on journaling because it's really, really helped me personally lately. And I've even done a whole podcast speaking about questions that you may like to ask yourself if you are interested in journaling. They're just prompts. I think it's episode number 33, I want to say. Don't quote me. I could be wrong, but you'll be able to find it. It's titled Questions to Ask Yourself. And journaling is just another way to pull, I guess, your thoughts that might be swirling around your head and weighing you down out and put them on paper and just really helps with perspective. Now, research suggests that journaling can help counteract many of the negative effects of stress as it allows us to clarify our thoughts and feelings and therefore it gives us valuable self-knowledge and insight. 
really, really powerful. Number five, no surprises that I'm including this one. Actually, it's a surprise I didn't make this number one. Exercise. Exercise is my natural antidepressant. It is my go-to. It is my daily dose of happiness. It keeps me on the path. It keeps me, I don't know, exercise for me just really changes everything. It helps boost the production of your feel-good chemicals in your brain. It's proven, it's scientific. Physical activity can help increase levels of those chemicals, those endorphins, that serotonin, which changes how you feel in your body and how you think and process. So yeah, for me, exercise is a go-to. If you're having a really, really average day, you're feeling really low, take an action and go and exercise. And I know it's one of those things that when you're feeling low, it's like, oh, far out. The last thing I want to do is exercise. But even if you just commit to five or 10 minutes, you know, if you just walk 10 minutes in one direction, then you have to walk 10 minutes back in the other direction to get home. Then that's a 20 minute walk. And that can really, really change your state and lift the mood. Also experiment with different types of exercise to find what you enjoy. You might try a gym class, like a pump class or whatever it is, Pilates, yoga, and really, really thrive in that environment. Or you might realize, you know what, exercise for me is a solitary thing. It's when I have no one needing anything from me. It's my time to listen to a podcast. Like just try different things and see what works for you. But if you're feeling average, exercise is such an efficient way to lift the mood. Number six is music. Now, as I mentioned, change the state really does cover some of these um, tips. And you could say that music is a way to change your state as well. The rhythm and pitch of music are managed in areas of the brain that deal with emotions and mood, which I think is so fascinating. And I'm sure that we all actually know that to be true because if you hear a song that resonates with you, it really can change how you're feeling. It can either make you feel more uplifted, it can make you feel sad. If it's a sad song, it can make you feel connected to yourself. There's so many different ways that music can change how you're thinking in that moment. Soothing tunes actually foster the release of serotonin, which is your hormone that fosters happiness and a general sense of well-being. It can also flush the body with dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that I've mentioned already in the podcast that makes you feel good. It can also pave the way for a release of a hormone that brings about euphoria and elation, which is what we want when we're lifting the mood, really. Now, music doesn't only change your present disposition, it can alter your future mood as well. Even if you turn that music off, the music that you just listened to can significantly change your brain waves. That can mean a positive mood for the hours after you've finished listening to music. Now, I know myself, there was a period of time where I just kind of forgot about music. I just lost touch with it. And it wasn't a purpose. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't a conscious choice. I just kind of stopped playing it. or I felt like I just didn't have the space to play it loudly or embrace it. And this year has really been about embracing that side of myself a bit more. And now having music on not all day, every day, but definitely for different periods throughout the day, 
really, really helps. I really, really enjoy it. And I, I just think try it. If you're feeling a bit average, put on a playlist or create a playlist of songs that you know make you feel a bit brighter. Or even if you don't necessarily want to feel brighter, even if you want to just connect to that more somber side of yourself, as I mentioned, those, um, you know, music that is a little bit more um, soothing can foster the release of those great hormones that we need as well. So it doesn't have to be techno or upbeat or super boppy. It can still be pretty chilled out. I think that's really, really cool. Number seven is connection. A 30-second hug releases oxytocin, and that's the chemical in your body that helps you bond with people. Even kind hugs between strangers builds more layers of happiness and goodness in the universe. Hugging can turn a bad mood into a better one. It can help you step out of your muddied mindset and gain fresh perspective, brightening your outlook on a difficult situation that you may be facing. It's simple, but if you can hug someone, you may just feel better and get them to hug you and hold you for 30 seconds. Not like one of those quick ones where it's awkward and your bodies don't connect, like a proper hug. Number eight is service. So this is all about doing something for someone else. So whether it's a random act of kindness for a stranger or it's for someone that you know and love, if you're feeling a bit low and flat yourself, often it's easier to pull yourself out of that mood when you're focusing on someone else and a symptom, a side effect of doing something nice for someone else in your life is that you will start to feel a bit better as well. Evidence shows that helping others can have a positive effect on your own mental health and well-being and improve your mood, self-esteem and happiness, which we all want more of that. Carrying out deeds doesn't need to cost a lot of money or take a lot of time. As I mentioned, a random act of kindness, volunteering, doing something for a good cause, You know, there's so many different ways you can contribute or help a stranger, even little things like returning a trolley for someone at the shops. Often if I'm walking into the grocery store and I can see someone who's just finished with their trolley, I'll just say, I'll take it for you and I'll just pop it back for them on my way through. Or if you, you know, can see someone who's struggling getting their groceries into their car or if someone has a crying baby, just offering to help. You know, so many times when I'm at Coles or Woolworths, if there's a mum whose baby is crying in the trolley and they're trying to get their groceries away, I'll just offer, I'll just say, can I pack your groceries? Like, can I get your groceries into your trolley? Can I push your trolley for you? Did you want me to hold your baby? Um, Funnily enough, once I offered that and then about an hour later, I had a message on Instagram saying, oh, I was so starstruck when you offered to hold my baby. I'm like, oh, that's funny. You just never know. Never know. It's a small world after all. But helping other people promotes positive physiological changes in the brain, which are associated with happiness. So even writing down a little list now of ways that you could contribute to your community or your friendship circle or your family, just so that you have that list handy, whether it's you know, making some bliss balls for your neighbors that have recently had a baby, or it's volunteering at the local school to help with home readers, well, not home readers, school readers, or whatever it is, working at the canteen. There's so many different ways you may be able to contribute and access that sense of contribution and service, which is really, really nice. 
But yeah, if you find yourself in the moment, you're feeling murky, you're feeling stuck, you don't want to get out of bed, you just feel a bit shitty, you feel a bit lonely, and you know you haven't pre-planned any acts of service, just get out the door and see what's out there that you can do. Go and pick up some rubbish at the local park. Whatever it is, just you know, see how you can contribute and you will see that you feel really, really good for doing your bit. Number nine is self-care. Now, this is contributing in a different sense, but a very important sense as well. Self-care refers to activities undertaken with the intention of enhancing energy, restoring health and reducing stress. Benefits of self-care go beyond a greater capacity to manage stress and can lift your mood. It can also increase resilience and reduce symptoms of mental health problems. Some examples of self-care include being active, eating well, getting enough sleep, nurturing and maintaining your personal relationships, making time for interests and things that you enjoy. Learning something new is also a great way to build some self-care and build some confidence as well. All too often, self-care goes out the window in this day and age when we're super, super busy, particularly for those of us who do have children, because there's always something to do for kids. You know, there's always something that your baby, your toddler, your children need, or whether it's your career needs something, your studies, your partner, your family, you can always find something else to put in front of yourself if you'll look for it. But when you do that, you run the risk of burning out and fostering resentment, really. Because if you're in a relationship and you're not putting yourself first, a lot of the time you will start to resent um, some of the dynamics within your partnership or within the family. And as I mentioned, you just run the risk of burning out. And I know it's something that a lot of women in particular really, really struggle with. And I think I could probably do a whole episode on self-care. I mean, we've held nearly whole events focused around self-care. It's so empowering when you do put yourself in the driver's seat of your life and you understand that you can give more to those around you when you give more to yourself. An analogy that I really like to use is the full cup one. And I know it's being done to death. You know, we've all heard you can't pour from an empty cup and we've all heard, you know, on an aircraft, it's important to put your own oxygen on first. We've all heard that a thousand times. But what I want you to envision for a moment is imagine a cup. It can be any sort of cup. It can be a wine glass. It can be a coffee cup. It can be a paper cup, whatever it is. Um, And imagine it getting really, really full. And once it gets close to the top of the cup, it's going to start to overflow. And then once it overflows, that liquid that's flowing out of that cup begins to touch the surfaces around the cup and it spreads and it reaches more distance. I want you to think about that when it comes to giving to yourself. If you give to yourself first, you truly can give more to those around you and do it from a better place, a place of love, and you can reach more distance as well when you're not burning yourself out. Self-care can look like so many different things for different people. For me, sometimes self-care is exercise, sometimes it's a bath, sometimes it's a face mask, it could be purchasing a new outfit, it could be a long chat with a girlfriend, meditation. There's so many different ways that self-care can show up 
For you, it could be playing a board game. It could be a puzzle. Personally, I could think of nothing worse than doing a puzzle. That is not my thing. But for some people, that truly is their version of self-care or maybe playing an online game. So many different ways to nurture, honor, and love yourself and care for yourself. And if you're listening to me now thinking, oh, shit, I don't know what ways I care for myself, then it is time to write a list. (laughs) I love a good list. Write a list of the ways that you feel cared for, that you can do for yourself, and turn to that list when you're having an average day and you need to lift the mood. Now, my final tip is meditation slash mindfulness slash breathing. (laughs) Now, I've done podcasts on meditation and mindfulness, so if you've not listened to those, definitely jump back and have a listen. It's worth it. But research suggests that mindfulness can affect the production of chemicals that change our mood. Other evidence suggests that these connections between different regions of the brain can change when we are being truly mindful. An example is that after practicing mindfulness, the gray matter in your brain's amygdala, which is a region known for its role in stress, can actually become smaller. Less stress equals an improved mood. I've been teaching the boys about the amygdala as well when it comes to anxiety. Um, There's a great book called Hey Warrior, or Hey Warrior, however you want to say it, um, that's really, really good for kids. Now, when we're stressed or anxious, we tend to take shorter, more frequent breaths. That's mimicking our mental state in the way that we breathe. When you inhale, you're sending a signal to the brain. When you're taking quick breaths, the brain thinks that something is wrong. It's similar to being in the flight or fight mode. As a result, your brain activates the sympathetic nervous system, which gets your body ready for physical and mental activity by cranking up the stress hormones like cortisol. Anxiety can pulse through your body and you begin to feel so much worse and it can change your blood pressure as well. Now on the flip side, when you make a conscious effort to slow your breathing down, you're sending a signal to your brain that all is well. Instead of the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and it quietly scales back on those physical responses. So it starts to usher in a sense of relaxation and calmness, which is what you want when you're feeling a bit average. Because when you are in that fight or flight mode, what you'll feel is tense, your shoulders will likely come up, you'll become rigid, you'll become stiff, you'll become panicky, and it's just an awful way to feel. Whereas if you can focus on your breathing, it's going to improve your thinking as well. So that is tip number 10. I really hope these tips have been helpful for you. And just know that if you're having a bad day or you're having a few bad moments or a bad hour or a bad week or a hard month or whatever it is, you are not alone. I'm going to pop some resources in the show notes as well, just in case you need to reach out and speak to someone. But these tips are a great starting point. Um, I've shared this before as well. If you are struggling, head to your GP, get some advice, get pointed in the right direction. There is no shame in speaking with a professional, connecting with a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whatever you need, a counselor, a facilitator, a mediator, There are people out there that can really, really help you 
through your hard times. And I hope that in some way this podcast helps you as well. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the absolute freaking world to me if you upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me. It honestly makes my day and then I can reshare on my stories as well. And my Instagram handle is just at Kylie Camps. Thank you so much for listening. And if you've not yet subscribed, please make sure you hit subscribe too. Thank you. And I'll chat with you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 